Good evening. This is Justin Ford in the studio for Africa Christian Action Salt and Light on Radio Tigerberg. Tonight we are discussing slavery today, setting the captives free, upcoming outreaches to promote stopping the traffic. We're going to be discussing how can we be involved in combating slavery and an exciting new film called Sound of Freedom. Dr. Hammond, you are inspired and motivated by the legacy of the great Christian reformers. Can you briefly tell us about William Wilberforce in particular? Yes, William Wilberforce, one of the greatest uh, men in history who did so much to improve his world and to bring an end to the slave trade and slavery itself, uh, God's missionary to Parliament in many ways. But there was nothing in William Wilberforce's early parliamentary career that indicated what a dramatic impact he would have on world history. He was raised in upper-class privilege, educated at Cambridge. William was described as a late-night, party-loving unbeliever when he was first elected to Parliament at age 21. But through reading Philip Doddridge's book, The Rise and Progress of Religion in the Soul, which was produced in 1745, he came to a dramatic conversion to Christ, and that was in 1785. With a new intellectual rigor, he set himself to redeem his idle years, devoting an average of nine hours a day to study. So William approached John Newton, the former slave ship captain who had been converted, who later wrote Amazing Grace, and asked him for advice. Should he leave politics and enter the ministry? Well, John Newton admonished him that to leave his post in Parliament would be desertion from the duty that God had called him to. It is hoped and believed that the Lord has raised you up for the good of his church and for the good of this nation. So at the time of his conversion, there were only two other evangelical members of Parliament. But by the time of William Wilberforce's death, there were over 100 evangelical members of the House of Commons and of the House of Lords. So he was an epoch-changing individual. On Sunday, the 28th of October, 1787, William Wilberforce wrote in his diary, God Almighty has set before me two great objectives, the suppression of the slave trade and the reformation of society. His attention was drawn to the abolitionist cause by the testimonies of a group of Christians interested in moral improvement, both in Britain and abroad. And one of the testonists was Reverend James Ramsey, who wrote a critique of slavery in the West Indies entitled An Essay on the Treatment and Conversion of African Slaves in the British Sugar Colonies. This was published in 1784 and was based on his observations of the ghastly conditions endured by slaves on the Caribbean plantations. Realising that he was going to war against an extremely profitable business with deeply entrenched financial interest and political support, William prepared his campaign carefully. He gathered around himself a group of researchers and assistants dedicated to eradicating slavery. On the 12th of May, 1789, he introduced a bill for the abolition of the slave trade with a stirring three-and-a-half-hour speech, moving 12 resolutions against the trade. Reports described it as the most gripping moving speech ever delivered in Parliament. Wilberforce's friend, the Prime Minister William Pitt, declared, Wilberforce had the greatest natural eloquence of all the men I ever knew. Most of the members of Parliament were convinced of the righteousness of Wilberforce's arguments, but they were fearful that abolition would result in economic disaster. The slave traders and the plantation owners were given time to respond, but tragically, before the next session, when this was to be voted on, the French Revolution erupted, and the tide of public opinion hardened against abolition in reaction to the anarchy and mass murder across the Channel. The deteriorating situation in France and the bloody revolt by slaves in the San Dominican island in the Caribbean and later massacres by slaves in Haiti led to further public reticence and panic, and this swayed the debate against abolition. So William Wilberforce's bill was defeated. 
thanks to the French Revolution. The fact that Britain had just lost the American colonies, that King George III was going insane, and that war with France was looming did not help matters at all. William Wilberforce quickly became one of the most hated men in Britain as he persisted in raising the case against slavery. Wilberforce became the target of all kinds of smear campaigns in the media. He was physically assaulted. He even became the target of attempted murder. Yet he persevered, and after a lifetime crusade, his steadfastness was rewarded with the liberation of all slaves in the British Empire. For the first 20 years of his campaign, he was rejected by most of his friends, vilified by his enemies, forsaken even by most churchmen. But every year he would reintroduce bills against slavery, and every year he faced defeat. But his marathon resilience was all the more remarkable when you understand that William was short, frail, frequently sick, afflicted with poor eyesight. He suffered from lung problems. He developed a curvature of the spine, which forced him for the last 18 years of his life to wear his steel and leather girdle as a brace beneath his clothes. Yet he more made up for his weak body with a vigorous mind and, a, and boundless energy. He wasn't only an eloquent speaker, but he was a generous friend and he was compassionate to strangers. Wilberforce passionately believed we are saved to serve. William Wilberforce pioneered new ways of arousing public opinion to outflank the entrenched corrupt interests of the slavers and the plantation owners in Parliament. He developed the pamphlet wars, petitions, graphic prints, local societies and voters' guides. William wrote the powerful book Practical Christianity, which was an instant bestseller in England and America, also being translated into French, Italian, Spanish, Dutch and German. And David Livingston testified that Practical Christianity by William Wilberforce was one of the most important, influential books he ever read, which explains David Livingston's lifelong campaign against slavery. In 1807, 20 years after William first began his crusade, in the middle of Britain's war with France, Wilberforce and his faithful team's labours were rewarded with victory. The moral vision and political momentum for abolition became irreversible. And finally, in the early hours of the morning, 23rd of February 1807, the abolition bill was passed uh, the second reading in the House of Commons. A new generation of statesmen, inspired by Wilberforce's tenacious example, rose up to speak in favour of the bill. The motion to abolish the slave trade was carried by an overwhelming 283 votes to just 16 against. The House rose almost to a man with great cheers and gave Wilberforce the greatest ovation ever seen in British history. And William bent forward in his seat, his head in his hands, tears of joy and relief streaming down his face. His long crusade of 20 years had been answered with, and crowned with great success by Almighty God. And this was only the first victory, an ongoing campaign to set the captives free. In 1809, British ships were authorised to search suspect slave vessels on the high seas, even foreign vessels. In 1810, Parliament made slave trading a felony, punishable by 14 years hard labour. By 1815, the British government insisted on the abolition of the slave trade being included in the international treaty. The Congress of Vienna, which ended the Napoleonic Wars, was first hesitant, but after uh, Napoleon made his comeback with Waterloo, after the Battle of Waterloo, um, Britain was able to get all the governments in Europe, with the exception of P Portugal, to abolish the slave trade. So finally, in 1833, while Wilberforce was lying, dying, a runner was sent to his house to inform him that his lifetime campaign of 45 years was now fully successful. By an act of parliament, all 700,000 slaves in British overseas territories were set free. And he was able to say before he died, thank God I've lived to witness the day in which 
England is willing to give £20 million sterling for the abolition of slavery. And he rejoiced. The extraordinary tenacity which William Wilberforce displayed through 46 years of legislative warfare is an epic of parliamentary perseverance. Abolishing the slave trade became for William the grand object of my parliamentary existence, to be the instrument of stopping such a course of wickedness and cruelty as disgraced a Christian country. So the abolition of slavery was really one of the great turning points of history. William's joyful, dynamic, practical Christianity had persevered against all opposition. It was most graciously used by Almighty God to bring freedom and life to millions. And the abolition of slavery was clearly a fruit of Christianity. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, we read in 2 Corinthians 3.17. Dr. Hammond, um, listening to that, one could conclude that slavery is a dark relic of the past. Yet, in my hand, I'm holding a leaflet on which uh, the states on the cover of uh, that leaflet stop the traffic, over 40 million are enslaved today. Uh, surely this is an exaggeration, Dr. Hammond. Can there really be so many enslaved people in the post-William Wilberforce world? It would be so nice if it was an exaggeration, but those who believe that the days of slavery are over are actually mistaken. As Christians have retreated from social and political arenas, and as nations which once were considered Christians have moved into what they call the post-Christian era, we've seen a resurgence of these pre-Christian evils. Those who reject Christianity in time will embrace all the vices outlawed by Christianity. So in this apostate age, we're seeing a resurgence of legalized child-killing through abortion, the killing of the aged and infirm through euthanasia, the legalization of adultery and polygamy, and the legalization of perversion and prostitution, and along with that, a massive resurgence in slavery. So at a Christians for Truth conference, Doctors for Life presented a major paper exposing human slavery and prostitution today. The report that human trafficking has become the third largest international criminal activity after drug trafficking and arms smuggling. According to the American State Department, approximately 800,000 people are trafficked internationally every year. This excludes the trafficking within countries, this is just between countries. 42 million people are victims of modern slavery today, declares the International Labour Organization. UNICEF says most trafficked victims are girls between 5 and 15 years of age. UNICEF says 1.2 million children are trafficked every year. And the International Labour Organization declares that this, as a business, human trafficking makes $150 billion or 2,000 billion rand every year. It's just mind-boggling. 161 member states in the United Nations are actually involved in human trafficking, according to the freetheslaves.net. 520,000 are enslaved in the Arab states, 2 million are enslaved in the Americas, 3.5 million are enslaved in Europe and Central Asia, and 9.2 million are enslaved in Africa, 25 million are enslaved in Asia and the Pacific regions, according to freetheslaves.net. Now, free the slaves data comes from the global estimates of modern slavery, forced migration, forced labor, and forced marriage, published by Alliance87.org, uh, who focus on target 8.7 of the 2030 Sustainable Goals uh, Development Goals, which calls for the ending of violations of human rights such as slavery, human trafficking, forced labor, and child labor. Also, according to the Profits and Poverty, Economics of Forced Labor, published by the UN International Labor Organization in 2014. Now, we could note that although there are more people in slavery today than ever before, the percentage of slaves is at the moment the lowest percentage of the world's population at any other time in history. So 
on one sense, you could say, well, the percentage has gone down, but on the other hand, the numbers have gone up just because the human numbers of 42 million people enslaved today. Mm. So it's a very serious problem. Mm. And can you just give us a more precise idea of what we're talking about when we talk about slaves and slavery today? Well, 80% of the victims are women and girls. As many as 50% are children. So half of all the slaves in the world are, are children. The majority of female victims are trafficked for the purpose of sexual exploitation. There's a strong link between prostitution and human trafficking. Doctors for Life reports include the testimony of one girl from Eastern Europe who had been lured across the board in response to a job offer for a modeling career. She was kidnapped, gang raped, made addicted to drugs and enslaved to a life of prostitution. This prematurely aged her so much that within four years her life was over and she died of a drug overdose. That sadly is not unusual. This East European girl's testimony seems to encapsulate the modus operandi of modern slavery or human trafficking. The victim is pr promised good jobs in the city or overseas. The victim's ID papers are taken once they arrive in the city or country. The victim is told she owes the traffickers money for transport and so on, and she can earn the money by working as a prostitute. The victim is told her family will be hurt if she tells the police about her plight. The victim is constantly monitored by the trafficker as she's never alone. The victim becomes addicted to drugs offered to her by the trafficker as they numb her emotionally and her physical pain. Surely in the 21st century, slavery is banned worldwide, Dr. Hammond? You would think. December 1948, the General Assembly of the United Nations adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. In Article 4, it states, no one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery and the slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms. So although slavery is abolished de jure in all countries, legally, de facto in practice, it's still continuing in many places of the world, almost exclusively in Asia and Africa, basically, but um, also in the Americas and to a smaller degree in Europe. So according to a 2020 Reuters article, slavery is not a crime in almost half the countries of the world. Although historic laws that once allowed slavery have been scrapped worldwide, researchers for the slavery database run by the University of Nottingham's Rights Lab found that many of the 193 UN member states have not gone on to explicitly criminalize slavery and other exploitation. There's no criminal law against slavery in 94 countries, almost half of the UN member states. Almost two-thirds of countries apparently fail to criminalize any of the four main practices associated with slavery, serfdom, debt bondage, forced marriage, and child trafficking, except in the context of human trafficking. Researchers noted that almost all countries had some form of domestic anti-trafficking legislation in place. Is South Africa involved in this um, scourge of modern slavery? Sadly, yes. Between 28,000 to 38,000 children are currently being prostituted in South Africa, according to the National Center for Justice and Rule of Law. And the victims are often recruited from rural areas or informal settlements and transported to the urban areas of Johannesburg, Cape Town, Pretoria, Bloemfontein, Durban. This, according to International Organization of Migration, IOM, in their report on internal trafficking in South Africa. Boys under 18 are increasingly lured into sexual exploitation used for pornography, and West African crime syndicates are operating in Pretoria, Port Elizabeth, Johannesburg, and Bloemfontein, and they traffic local black Christian, uh, black South African females into the sex trade. In the Eastern Cape, Umpumalanga and Limpopo are their main recruitment areas for victims of trafficking, but they always like to move them into another province away from their family and their support base. Now, incredibly, in 2007, the then National Police Commissioner and Head of Interpol, Jackie Celebi, 
recommended to Parliament that prostitution be legalised for the 2010 Soccer World Cup. Now, I thought soccer was about football, but apparently not. Uh, according to Jackie Celebi, at that time now National Police Commissioner, uh, they needed to legalise prostitution for the people who came to the World Cup. And in 2008, the ANC parliamentarian George Leggetu recommended that prostitution be legalised before 2010. At the same time, the Durban municipality announced they want to create a red light district for the sex industry in time for the World Cup soccer tourists. Later, the head of Interpol and National Police Commissioner Jackie Celebi was removed from office as he was exposed to have extensive links with organised crime. Doctors for Life International sent out press statements declaring that they were appalled by the fact that South Africa could consider rolling out the welcome mat for organised crime syndicates who trade in human lives, exploiting the poor and desperate and forcing them into the sex trade, so-called. Doctors for Life reported that approximately 40,000 women and children were trafficked into Germany for prostitution during the previous World Cup soccer in 2006. And the same could be expected for South Africa if they legalised it, as women and children were to be used as merchandise to cash in on the event. Pimps, syndicates and drug dealers would line their pockets during the event and would not go away at the end of the games. We need to recognise prostitution is an act of violence which intrinsically harms and traumatises the people involved. Improving the circumstances in which a prostitute works does not reduce the harm it does. In South Africa, the cry for help in this regard was echoed in a survey carried out amongst 475 so-called sex workers who, when asked, what do you need, 89% responded to leave prostitution. And so this is plainly a problem that uh, has uh, been in the country before World Cup 2010 uh, and since, but the fact that they actually tried to legalise it before 2010 and we successfully mobilised enough outrage against it to stop them, should be a wake-up call to everyone. So, in essence, is it safe to say that modern slavery refers to people who are enslaved to work as prostitutes? In large measure, but not entirely. Prostitution or sex slavery constitutes a very significant portion of modern slavery, but there are other forms of slavery being practised in the world today. So, according to statistics provided by freetheslaves.net, about 50% of slaves today, 21 million, toil in labor industries, um, labor slavery, where manual labors need like farming, ranching, logging, mining, fishing, and bricklaying, and in service industries, working as dishwashers, janitors, gardeners, and maids. So not everyone is in the sex industry. About 12%, 4 million, are trapped in forced prostitution, sex slavery. About 37%, or 15 million, are trapped in forced marriages or forced marriage slavery. About 25% of today's slaves are children. Uh, we've also documented in Faith Undefined Sudan book and Sudan Hidden Holocaust film the ongoing Islamic slavery in Africa, particularly in Sudan, and anti-slavery organizations have documented the prevalence of slavery in Mauritania, Sudan, Saudi Arabia, and other Middle Eastern countries. One example is Mended Nazir's autobiography, Slave, My True Story. She documented her enslavement Mende was captured from the Nuba Mountains in 1992. She is first a slave to a rich Arab family in Khartoum, and in 2002 she sold to a Sudanese diplomat in London. Imagine audacity taking your Sudanese slave with you to London. Well, she managed to escape, sought political asylum in England, published the expose Slave, My True Story, in 2002. That's very up-to-date. Then there's numerous communist countries like Red China who make use of huge slave labor camps to produce cheap items for export you could be pretty confident that a lot of the Disney toys and 
McDonald's toys actually made by slave labor in China. You just think of what the Bible says. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him he is also brought into bondage. And Dr. Hammond, can you please clarify um, some of the terms used in uh, modern-day slavery? So, for instance, what we call a trafficker, would that be the same as what would have been called a slave trader in David Livingston's day? Yes, I mean, a person who's a human trafficker today is exactly the same thing, they're a slave trader. I'm not sure why the terms have been changed for today because I think people like to try and pretend slavery wasn't a past and it's over, so we've found some new terms. But a slave trader and a trafficker is exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And um, when we talk about pimps and brothel madams and people like that, would they be the new slave drivers, the people that beat the people at the oars? Effectively, yes. Some literally with whips. Yeah. Um, most trafficking rings are run by gangs and organized crime, uh, organized crime syndicates, that is. Now, it's often smaller rings of people like brothel and strip club owners, pimps, taxi drivers. It can even be uncles and aunts abusing their nephews and nieces. Um, Dr. Hammond, you and your team of Africa Christian Action um, volunteers will be handing out Stop the Traffic leaflets around Cape Town soon. Can you tell us more about this? Yes, every Women's Day, 9th of August, which this year will be a Wednesday, Wednesday 9th of August, we are planning outreaches throughout Cape Town. We're looking for volunteers who would like to help distribute these Stop the Traffic leaflets and um, alert people. We've got other initiatives. Over the years, we've had different things like putting up displays in shopping centres, distributing balloons with anti-trafficking messages on them. Uh, A whole range of things we can do to alert people and to inform and warn people about the danger of human trafficking and to mobilize more opposition to it. And so we are looking for volunteers who'd be interested and they can, of course, visit the www.christianaction.org.za website or email info at christianaction.org.za and get more details on how they can be involved or how we can get leaflets or posters to you for you to organize your own events in your area or your shopping center. Can you tell us how long you've been doing these Stop the Traffic protests and how did you get involved in this ministry? Yes, actually, 1995, um, uh, from the first Women's Day, we've been mobilizing it as an, a key issue. And so we've been in many shopping centers over the years, and we've done a lot of distribution of leaflets at, uh, pet, at uh, traffic lights and stop scenes, streets and so on over the years. And not just in Cape Town, but all over the country, there have been teams mobilized at different times, depending on how many were available to volunteer. So... We've been doing this now for almost 30 years. Who else is fighting against slavery today, Dr. Hammond? Uh, Yes, well, there are some good groups like Doctors for Life International. Um, You can email them at mail at dfl, dfl short for doctorsforlife.org.za. So dfl.org.za. Doctors for Life does good work. There's also S-Scape, S-Cape, C-A-P-E, Safe House. And uh, they've got their emails, contact at s-cape.org.za. They have an educational and awareness program, and they, they look after people who have been battered and need a safe place to retreat to. There's Stop Trafficking of People, STOP. The website's www.stoptrafficking.org.za or email info at stoptrafficking.org.za. There's Stratwerk, and the telephone number is 21 
9308055. Germany Peter Victor started them out. There's a Joseph Movement. Their website is josephmovement.org.za or email connect at josephmovement.org.za. And, of course, Africa Christian Action and Traffic Proof provide you with literature and materials uh, to inform your community and mobilize your congregation or friends and neighbors. And you can learn a lot more on www.christianaction.org.za website or email info at christianaction.org.za. How can people contact you if they want to participate to organize a team of activists in their area? Well, my personal email is peter, P-E-T-E-R, at frontline, F-R-O-N-T-L-I-N-E, dot O-R-G, dot today. So peter at frontline.org.za. Um, you can also email trafficproofsa at gmail.com, trafficproofsa at gmail.com. What can listeners do to practically resist the slave trade? Well, I think educating our friends and family, our community on how to avoid being trafficked is one basic one. So invite a traffic proof team or stop trafficking of people team. Stop trafficking of people is telephone 081-720-7181. And present, you can have them present anti-trafficking awareness presentations to your school, your church or your community group, which is very helpful. Of course, report prostitution to the vice squad. The city of Cape Town Metro Police does have a vice squad tasked specifically with cracking down on exploitative practices like prostitution and human trafficking. And over the last few years, they've conducted numerous raids on brothels in the Cape Town area, have uncovered several cases of international human trafficking and child prostitution. The Cape Town Metro Police have managed to shut down some of these brothels for not having a business license. Trafficked victims have been taken to shelters, child prostitutes have been restored to family where appropriate. And it's important to remember prostitution is still illegal in South Africa, according to the Sexual Offences Act, although this law is rarely enforced by the South African police. But if you suspect that a house in your area may be operating as a brothel or if streets in neighborhood are affected by prostitution, prostitutes standing on the streets at night and things like that, please report this to National Human Trafficking Hotline, 0800-222-777. So it's 800 and you can invite a speaker from Traffic Proof or Stop Trafficking of People or Stratford. And so, again, you'll get those numbers on the christianaction.org.za website. And we've got the numbers of Traffic Proof, Stop Trafficking of People and Stratford available on our website, christianaction.org.za. And you can get speakers from these organizations, motivate and mobilize your school, your youth group or your congregation to pray in action on this issue. You can also volunteer your time to support a shelter. Volunteer time or give support to Doctors for Life International who run a prostitute release, relief outreach in Durban and Peter Maritzburg, especially on Friday evenings. And again, you can visit www.doctorsforlife.co.za website or mail, M-A-I-L, at DFL, DFL short for Doctors for Life, .org.za. You can volunteer or support the work of any Valeli and Sanin, run by Stop Trafficking of People. Uh, Annie Valeli is a drop-in centre and skills training programme which assists people in prostitution to exit the industry. And then there's Escape, S-Cape, which runs a shelter for victims of trafficking in the Cape Town area. You can support them by volunteering your time, um, giving skills trained to residents or donating materials that will help them uh, and help with the discipleship partnering with other people to repatriate them or to reintroduce them into society. Mm. Dr. Hammond, before we discuss uh, films about 
uh, human trafficking and slavery. Um, can you just tell us if any other resources you'd like to uh, communicate to the listeners? Yes, we have a video, Stop Human Trafficking, available on Vimeo. Visit our christianaction.org to our website. We've got our article, Human Trafficking Today, Women at Risk, which you can um, uh, read on our website, christianaction.org today. Download the Stop the Traffic tract, which is in color and black and white. You can go on to livingstonfellowship.co.za website and you'll find other tracks such as Fight the New Drug, Perfect the New Dwellum, Women Need Protection Respect, Flora Vadim, Beskerim in Respect. The Christian Liberation of Women, these are some leaflets available on our website. Especially go to livingstonfellowship.co.za for these free tracks that you can view, download or print out. Dr. Hammond, can you tell us about some of the noteworthy films dealing with the topic of human trafficking? There's some very good films available, which Christian Liberty Books makes available, like Trade of Innocence, Amira Servino, very good Trade of Innocence DVD, a dramatic film. There's Digital Cocaine, which is a powerful documentary. Uh, There's also um, Trade of Innocence, uh, which is excellent, uh, made in 2012, uh, which Amira Servino was a part of. That is superb. Um, Taken, the different Taken films by Liam Neeson, exposes the um, human trafficking today. Nefarious Merchants of Souls is a powerful documentary exposing human trafficking, very effective. The Whistleblower is a 2010 biographical drama uh, on the actual case of the United Nations involved in running human trafficking in Bosnia. So Whistleblowers, well worth seeing. And, of course, the most recent one now is The Sound of Freedom, which is breaking all records, um, starring Jim Caviezel and Mira Sorvino, absolutely outstanding, based on the true story of Tim Ballard and his campaign to rescue children from human trafficking, especially at the American southern border. It's a powerful 120-minute-long drama, very effective. Since its release on just the 4th of July, it's grossed over $85 million worldwide, beating box office um, predictions and doing better than Indiana Jones and other major Disney releases. It's a a real surprise for many, and it's based on the Operation Underground Railroad, uh, which Tim Ballard runs to be able to rescue children from sex trafficking and uh, particularly in Mexico and into America. Thank you very much, Dr. Hammond, for your insightful discussion on the modern scourge of slavery. Um, in closing, I'd like to read Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Please join us next week at the same time, 104 FM on Radio Tigerberg, for the next program of Salt and Light. God bless and good night. <laughs>